A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Horticulture Week podcast. I'm Matthew Appleby, and today I'm with Koenig Park Plants MD, Bruce Harnett, who is celebrating 40 years since the company was founded. And we're talking to him as part of Horticulture Week's 180th anniversary celebrations. Now, Koenig Park Plants is based in Cornwall and is an independent wholesale producer of young ornamental plants producing 11 million a year. So, Bruce, 40 years. Indeed. Any amusing memories? Um, I suppose there's, uh, I do remember one, I was, I was, uh, quite keen. I was the last of four in the Harnett family. Um, and I was quite keen to earn a few pennies in those days. Um, and I went out, uh, with my dad one time and he showed me some weeding jobs to do, um, in one of the tunnels just by the house, uh, one of the early tunnels. And, um, I think he left me to it uh, probably a bit too soon and an hour and a half later he came back and I'd weeded all the lovely plants out of the pots and left all the uh, weeds still in the pots. Um, that was, that's one of the one of the memories but I have many uh, to be honest in the early days we used to hate wind um, the fact that uh, the, the tunnels and there's one of the recent uh, mail shots we just sent out about uh, uh, the, the, the storms in the early 90s and um, yeah I do remember that quite quite vividly being up in the gutters trying to hold plastic down and keep keep tunnels can, from basically floating into the air which is pretty is pretty horrendous back in those days. Brilliant it sounds like you worked you hard as a kid but anyway seriously how, how did it all begin back in back in 1981? So obviously I was very young uh, at the time and dad uh, and mum uh, had started uh, kind of part plants he was uh, an ADAS uh, consultant in those days, um, didn't leave until uh, much later in the 80s um, when the business became a little bit more serious. It was it was really more of a hobby, started with um, uh, um, fruit and veg, things like um, traditional Tamar Valley produce, um, lettuces and, and tomatoes. Um, one of the recent uh, mail shots that we've been doing about our 40-year history um, told of uh, when they were supplying lettuce for the uh, Falklands uh, war effort. Um, things like that, um, produced other products uh, for our local uh, garden centres, independent and a few groups and chains, um, and then went into plug production later into the 80s, 
uh, coined the term patio plants uh, when after a trip to, to America got really inspired my dad Richard and, and Jan my mum um, and it kind of went from there we, we were then into to plug plant production more as we know it now and 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 through the 90s it was a it was a huge boom phase in, in gardening if you remember the kind of ground force era um, and as I say it's it's kind of grown organically I would say uh, since then that's a brilliant potted history now fast forward to 2021 mm. uh, I was speaking to you in January um, after a crazy 2020 Jan orders were up 30% in January at Kernet Park um, but there were Brexit issues logistic issues export issues all sorts of things going on so how have things developed since since January well, I would say I was speaking to a lot of um, customers and colleagues and suppliers uh, recently, and and um, I think we would be okay with the uh, increase in demand if it wasn't for all of the external, extraneous uh, uh, challenges that we that we've got. You know, we, we we're quite used to dealing with the the kind of the pressures of of the seasonality of this. There's always seasonality. You know, we're producing. And sending out um, three quarters of our product within probably three or four months of the year um, and obviously you know uh, without going too much into the old covid uh, situation this was you know the year ago or past a year ago uh, uh, today you know we were going through the, the hard times just coming out of the uh, the hardest times of, of, of covid the cancellation period where we were just losing orders hand over fist if it were only for the uh, increase in business, it's probably something more like 20-25%, uh, possibly 30% as you, you mentioned there up on uh, last year. Um, on a more typical year, something like 2019, I think uh, last time I looked we were something like 10-15% up. Um, not quite uh, as high as uh, the good old days of 2011-12 um, before um, before some awful uh, weather period of 2012-13 when a lot of our customers really suffered um, and therefore we suffered after that. Um, but yeah, if it was only for the uh, increase in, in, in volumes, uh, we would be uh, more than happy to deal with those problems. Um, but it's the extraneous challenges, as you mentioned, um, which are really putting the pressure on, you know, pressure on, on all of our suppliers, whether it be cardboard, plastic, uh, um, growing media, um, Brexit uh, obviously has caused many different issues in terms of uh, the import and export and I could uh, bore you to tears um, with all of the, the uh, anecdotes and the issues that we've been having, you know, so much so that January and February I was personally, you know, pretty much tasked with how we were going to uh, viably export to, to Ireland and Northern Ireland and to be honest, um, even five five deliveries in, um, it hasn't got easier, um, you, which you would think it should have done, because there seems to be a new barrier, a new challenge thrown up by one or other of the the uh, parties, um, whether it be customs or plant health, our side, their side, um, and and the costs of it are, are only just now becoming clear because it hasn't been a consistent um, costs. But as everybody gets used to dealing with it. Um, then uh, they are becoming more clear. To be honest, uh, I think they can be eradicated once uh, some of the software systems are dealt with and, and, and arranged properly. But a lot of our, our, our costs are going into number crunching, people entering uh, EPO codes and commodity codes and that sort of thing, um, which is really straining our, our export uh, market, I have to say. So how much are you exporting this year compared to you know, a normal year? 
Um, uh, it's, it's quite significantly down when talking about European mainland continent. Uh, we, we, we have a, a small export market um, to, to places like France and Italy, um, Netherlands. Um, we sent a, a recent delivery out to Norway, um, obviously not in the EU, but uh, on the mainland. Um, uh, it's about 5% of our business and that would have reduced a little bit. Um, Ireland, I think, has, has reduced a little bit. But all, all told, the export market is between 10 and 15% each year. Um, so it's something that I've been trying to, to fight for quite hard um, to maintain uh, the, the ability to be able to export. Um, uh, Irish customers uh, make up the, the majority of that and I'd like to be able to keep them into the future. So that's why I've been working so hard and, and to be honest, swallowing at the moment a lot of cost in order to set set the ground groundworks for the future, do you see that market coming back? Uh, I I hope so. If we can if we can do uh, on our side as much as possible, and then um, uh, the government, various governments and and uh, other parties involved can do their bit to make sure that the transfer, the automatic data transfer, etc., um, improves. Um, and I think we we should be able to get there. But at the moment, it is it is tested. Um, because of the, the yeah the, the eco- economics of the whole thing. And have you been able to meet UK demand this year? We have done as much as possible. I mean, fortunately, I know I spoke to you back uh, last year. Um, we were bold uh, when it came to to COVID and the um, cancellations, of course, that were coming um, so rapidly at that time. Um, we only um, reduced our production for those cancellations that we could immediately see, but we didn't. Uh, reduce our, our production um, for autumn and, and for the following year. We made no reductions at all. We carried on assuming uh, that uh, that it was going to be sort of business as normal. Um, and of course, uh, you know, that's fortunate in a way because obviously it's business as normal plus plus. Um, we've been uh, um, quite careful, to be honest, um, in, in terms of not putting a undue pressure on um, all of the, the the staff and the systems and processes here by by setting um, uh, cap levels per week of, of, of dispatch um, as, as I alluded to earlier um, you know it is a huge huge peak at this time of year we're sending out you know nine nine to ten thousand units which is between five hundred thousand seven hundred and fifty thousand plants per week um, and we've kind of capped it at what we think is a, a acceptable level and luckily we did because, as I say, you know, the other um, influencing, you know, contributing parties such as uh, packaging, uh, plastic, uh, growing media have all been uh, right to the limit in terms of the right to the wire in terms of uh, delivering to us. Um, so fortunately, we made those sensible decisions not to, to go for absolutely every order we possibly could have done, because to be honest, we could have taken it and I don't think we would have delivered, you know, uh, pallet companies are struggling, some of the courier services um, in, or hauliers generally are, are struggling. So, yeah, quite glad again that we made those sort of uh, sensible, pragmatic decisions. Now, you mentioned growing media. Pete's a hot issue at the moment. How, how are you dealing with that? Oh, we've been working quite hard um, in the last three, four years um, to uh, look at the peat reduction and uh, peat-free aspects. Obviously, I've been quite keen not to just jump into a, a, a peat alternative, um, which is actually um, 
not necessarily better uh, environmental credentials than, than, than peat itself. Um, you know, over the years we've been led to believe that, that peat um, uh, can be a sustainable source. Obviously there's certain um, information that's coming out now um, which seems to be proving that it certainly isn't and, and we don't want to be part of an industry which is um, uh, pushing this. So we're working really hard uh, to, to look at those alternatives. Uh, two years ago we, we um, kind of behind the scenes to be honest because we didn't want to shout too much because it was in trial stages that we went 20% of our products went to uh, peat-free uh, growing medium. And um, I have to say that the, in the majority, uh, no problems at all. Some of them have issues at certain times of the year. And um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a real, it's a, an R&D project in itself to ensure that we, we're getting the product out at the quality and uniformity that our customers are expecting it. But there has been some challenges along the way. There has been uh, crop losses and, and issues and delays. Um, which have which have cost us, but that's that's all part of the uh, R and D in this, and and that's why um, it's not an, an easy case. At our level of propagation, you know, remember when we're talking about the little, almost like an embryo baby plant, uh, tissue culture, unrooted cutting, seedlings, um, it, it they are less forgiving than you know as a baby is uh, than a, than a mature product, and of course uh, I do believe that that uh, for growing on. Um, we're very close uh, if we've got the peat alternatives and as, as I say the environmental credentials are, are, are better than, than peat itself in terms of the, the transport and the availability and the morals and the ethics etc um, for those alternatives then then we're all for it and I think we're we're close in the next five or six years for propagation uh, in our side of thing um, if we were to jump Tomorrow, to say peat-free, we would certainly lose a, 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 a large part of our portfolio of product. So, of course, we're trying to work through um, and manage that uh, transition. Oh, it sounds like you're on top of that issue. Um, just moving on to um, promotion. Now, UK and trade shows have been cancelled. Promotion must be hard. And the Southwest Growers, which you organised, had to be cancelled for the second year. So how, how are you coping with all that? Yeah, I, I suppose it comes in the fact that uh, there, there are some that would say, um, you know, the shows are, are less less required when everyone's so busy anyway. And I think it's a slightly short-sighted uh, view going forward because, uh, whilst we may be very, very busy now, um, we've still got to keep uh, promoting awareness for our, our company and our products and, and other companies, uh, I would imagine, need to do the same. So um, I think the show is an important part to get to get together um, and uh, show our, our, our produce, um, at least be able to talk about it and, and um, talk to new potential customers that wouldn't necessarily um, receive our, our news and media um, by our other channels. So, um, yeah, what are we doing? We're just, we're just keeping on. Uh, you're obviously seeing some of the, the mail shots we, we've been putting out uh, recently, um, very much uh, related to our 40th year. So it came at time um, when we've not been able to necessarily do um, offer immediate surplus orders, etc. by week. Um, although we're putting on a significant amount of, of orders every week for, for the next available week. So, um, yeah, going forward, we're going to be uh, selecting our new products um, uh, or finalising our, our selection of new products. Probably around 50 or so new products will go into the catalogue uh, for uh, the coming uh, season, 21-22. 
um, and uh, we'll be we'll be shouting about them as as much as we can, putting them into new products, whether whether shows go ahead or not. Uh, new product awards seem to be going going ahead, so we'll do everything we possibly can, and of course we're talking uh, directly to the customers that we already know. Uh, and have uh, links with um, in in, the, in that respect regarding new new products and new ideas for for next year. Now the industry should meet again at Four Oaks in September. Um, what new launches in particular have you got for that? I've been talking to Pete Seabrook quite a bit about Margaret's Memory. I know that's one you're doing, isn't it? Yeah, Margaret's Memory was a was a launch for this year. Um, obviously, not being able to uh, show it as we would have normally traditionally done uh, last year, but. Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting little project that started from, um, I think we had about four or five uh, plants that were delivered to us last June, July. And um, uh, we, we, we said to uh, Peter that we, we liked it and, and uh, the agent Plants for Europe um, that we uh, liked it. And uh, we, we, we just heard of, of the unfortunate passing of uh, Peter's wife. And, and I thought it was a nice idea to maybe remember her and... and uh, uh, maybe do a char- charitable donation and, and, and then thought about the fact that we could name it after uh, Margaret. So Margaret's memory was was born and yeah, we, we, we kind of rapidly thought maybe there's there's um, a fair bit of market in this um, and there were some um, firstly mail order companies that are in, interested, um, Hayloft in the first instance um, wanted uh, quite a few. So so we thought we'd better get going, uh, bulking up, uh, multiplying the stock and um and uh, yeah, we've sold uh, well over a hundred, over a hundred thousand. So it's been a good story, and 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 Peter is uh, donating a lot of the the proceeds to uh, Alzheimer's. So it's a great story. Um, going forward, uh, for for next year, yeah, as I say, we haven't quite uh, sorted out um, all of our our list and seen what uh, can or can't be um, uh, promoted yet. Um, but certainly, there's a, a, a list of. A salvia, one called Angel Wings, the one that we really like in our trials at the moment, the lovely peak, a pink, uh, slightly two-toned pinky white um, salvia. Um, uh, geranium, there's one called Storm Storm Cloud that we're uh, uh, launching um, for uh, sales for next year. We've got some cord lines. Um, caladiums, we're, we're dabbling, have been dabbling for the last uh, couple of years and uh, caladiums is, a, is something that's not really so well known to to UK but uh, um, really more as a house plant, some great caladiums that I saw in uh, uh, two, two years ago in uh, uh, Florida, looking amazing in the Florida heat. Um, obviously we don't have quite the heat so as I say uh, probably better as a, as a house plant but still got uh, great potential we think uh, going forward and that amongst um, uh, some some existing products that are out there on the market things like cordline electric uh, series and um, some new, new heli bores um, shizer stylus uh, cicerinchium to name just a few now oh, that's great news so um we're 180 years old this year obviously you're 40 but we're collecting some predictions um, for the future for the next 20 years for your business and the industry in general so looking into your crystal ball Bruce what's going to happen wow that's a big question isn't it um what's going to happen 20 years from here well obviously um 
something which uh, I've been studying quite a lot in the in the past years. Uh, something uh, around technology. I did a Nuffield scholarship uh, in 2015, 14-15, knowing that that technology is obviously taking uh, uh, an increased role in many many industries, maturing industries uh, around the world, and obviously horticulture is is not. Um, is also going to be affected. You only have to look at farming to see uh, the difference in just a hundred years. Um, so twenty years, I would say that a huge amount of uh, uh, mechanization, automation, technology—not just talking about robots, we're talking about you know growing systems and lighting that we've taken a lot of advantage of in the past uh, few years. Um, growing systems, vertical growing systems, enclosed uh, enclosed growing systems. Um, you know, this is all going to be a, a, a huge development, I would have thought, uh, in the next 20 years um, and probably hasn't moved as quickly as you, I would have imagined if you'd asked me 20 years ago. Um, but these things do take time, they take investment and, and they take um, probing uh, from other ex external factors and, and recruitment obviously is one of those uh, factors. It is becoming harder uh, uh, to recruit um, people from uh, the UK and, and, and outside of the UK for that matter. Obviously, Brexit may have an effect on that. Um, so uh, we've got a, a great uh, workforce. We've actually employed more than more than ever from uh, our local community um, in this year. Um, but there are, um, it's kind of horticulture and even in our kind of protected environment within the glass houses, it's it's kind of reserved for a certain type of person who wants to be able to work in that in that kind of outdoor indoor environment um doing manual work uh, and i it seems like for the future that less and less people want to do that sort of work so it's definitely uh, one of the main uh, key changes um you mentioned about uh, peat and peat free and 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 um that sort of uh, uh issue that's, that's upon us at the minute and has been for for 20 years um environmental um, awareness is, is almost certainly uh, a big push in the next uh, 10 years um, everybody wants uh, everything yes at uh, a keen price but uh, i think more and more people are wanting that keen price but with with environmental uh, credentials as well so you know it's going to be key but we're in the right place for it isn't it uh, plants are uh, by their nature good for the environment good for the soul good for the mind um, so I think we're in a great place to be able to capitalise on that movement of, of environmental uh, awareness. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, those probably two the key points going forward, I would say. Well, indeed, thanks to Bruce Harnett from Koenig Park Plants for those insights and the window into the future. And thanks for listening to the Horticulture Week podcast. Make sure you never miss one. Subscribe to or follow Hort Week podcasts via Apple iTunes, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Once again, thanks for listening and goodbye till next time.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.